0: Okay, it's rap, back to my pulse flat. We keep it real, no false rap. I got four cars and they all black. Got four bras and they all that. We call that. Callin', doin' this is my callin'. Flow Hello, ladies so and callin'. gentlemen. Welcome into the Charm City I, Sports yeah. Podcast. I am your host, Jay Holley, and I'm back here on this Thursday evening discussing the Baltimore Orioles capturing the AL East. And this is the first time since 2014 that the Baltimore Orioles have won the AL East. 10 years and a 100-win season got them their quest of AL East champions. They'll be obviously heading to the postseason for the first time um, since 2016. We knew that a few weeks ago, but the Baltimore Orioles, you know, have really, I think, achieved so much more than what was expected of them. Me personally, I mean, I was not one that thought that this team was going to be um, a 100-win team. I wasn't even sure if they would be a 90-win team. You know, with the way things looked in the off season, the way that they kind of, you know, went out and put together this roster, I thought that, you know, one um, you know, players were you know a little inexperienced, and I know they had gotten close the year before, but I just thought that it would have been best if they went out and got you know maybe another ace in their rotation, someone um, else in there. And I didn't expect Kyle Bradish to look as good as he did. I didn't expect Gunnar Henderson to have as good of a year as he had. Um, Ryan Mountcastle. You know, to to come back and do as well as he did. Of course, I guess before the season, I expect Mountcastle to do uh, well, and and all this without Cedric Mullins, for the most part, being um, you know, being uh, on the IL. I didn't expect uh, Austin Hayes to kind of, you know, be so consistent as he has been this season. I didn't expect Anthony Santander. I, you know, the only the only player I really thought that was going to have a major year and have a really, really good year was Adley Rushman. Um, he was the only player I really saw having, you know, a year approaching what, um, you know, what this team ended up doing. And I think it's so important to, you know, really, really value that, A, because obviously it's, um, it's great to see as a team overall. But, too, I think just from the standpoint of, you know, Brandon Hyde and uh, a lot of the coaching staff and what, what they were able to do with this team. I mean, they went from being an 83-win team last year, just missing the postseason, to, um, you know, being one of the, if not the best team in baseball during the regular season. I mean, it's just a just a heck of a job. I mean, you know, it, it's just one of those things that I think in in the time that it's happening – You know, you don't realize just how special it really is when you look back on it. You know, I I said it a couple episodes ago. You know, I really forgot how low I think a lot of people valued this team. Um, Ryan O'Hearn came out of nowhere, and he was probably, you know, one of your best um, bench players on the season and at times one of your, you know, uh, best regular starters throughout the year. And like I said, Austin Hayes did an unbelievable job this year. I think he doesn't get enough credit um, for how good he's been. Gunnar Henderson's the AL Rookie of the Year, no doubt in my mind on that. Um, and someone even, you know, James McCann. What a job he did behind the plate. I mean, he had to really coach a lot of, um, you know, some starting pitchers through some some rough waters. I mean, Dean Kramer was up and down this season. Cole Irvin was up and down this season. You know, this bullpen's a little inexperienced, and he did a heck of a job um in that role and he's no longer, you know, the the James McCann that he was at one point with the Chicago White Sox where, you know, he was out there um as an all-star and and kind of that player that you, you know, you valued um as a as a big player in your lineup, he just wasn't that. He was a player that was a still a, you know, I mean, the last two years with the Mets, if you talk to any Mets fan, you know, you would think that the guy was in a major something. Sumb- and he was. And he was. To be fair, he was. And it's just amazing what you've seen him do now um, with the Baltimore Orioles. I'm really, really excited uh, to see, you know, more of um, these veteran guys as we go into the postseason. James McCann, while he might not pitch, I'm curious to see what you know, they'll use Kyle Gibson in certain roles and I'm curious to see, you know, um how he'll affect the team just from a veteran uh leadership standpoint because he went to the World Series last year with the Phillies and was a part of that team, so he's experienced that and, you know, as well as uh Adam Frazier. I mean, you know, he was really, really uh an interesting player, you know, this year because, you know, they he was an all star in twenty twenty one he had, um, you know, he had two or uh, one back, uh, one twenty twenty two season where it was a down year. Got, um, you know, in uh, in Seattle, uh, didn't put up, you know, great numbers. Then he comes to Baltimore and and he did a heck of a job um, all season. I think he's one guy that you're really you know, really excited about to see, you know, what what hits he can come up with because I think we've seen a lot throughout this season Adam Frazier come in in some big spots uh, and produce um, for the O's. But, you know, just a heck of a job by this Orioles um, team. This is just, you know, and, and even going further, you know, a lot of times if a bullpen – or, excuse me, a trade piece doesn't work out like Jack Flaherty. I mean, I think we can all face it. This, you know, th- that trade is um, not going to end up in the Orioles' favor. But you can, you know, say it's surprising that they ended up being so solid, even without how they got Jack Flaherty and how he um, kind of sputtered there or really sputtered uh more like it with the with the o's felix Bautista going down. i haven't even gotten to him i mean you know that's your you know your your all star closer guy made a huge leap year um you know uh year one to year two with the o's i mean a huge huge leap um and you know he's able to go out and and just do an an excellent job um and you know i think you also got Anthony Santander, who had a, a renaissance season. I, I would say. I mean, he, you know, was much much better at the plate this year, much more disciplined. Um, and you know, tonight for him to hit that solo homer to get things going, I thought it was really, uh, really huge. I mean, you know, comes up in uh, 2017. I believe he's actually the longest tenured. Oriole if I'm not mistaken here um you know uh he and he and Austin Hayes came up right around the same time but I think Santander um had him has him beat by a month yeah and uh you know Cedric Mullins as well um obviously has been up with the team for quite a while but he's only going back to 2018 so Anthony Santander is the longest tenured Oriole, and I thought for the longest time he would be um, a potential trade deadline, um, you know, move at some point throughout the, his past couple seasons, and they would, you know, try and get um, maybe, you know, uh, some young players back. Just looking at the way that things were going, but thankfully, you know, they didn't do that, and he's, you know, he's done great. And I think the one thing you have to, you know, say about this Orioles team, there's no you know, one, there's not one player you can really say, I mean, I've been, you know, so down on Cole Irvin, but even he at times came in and uh, did a solid job for you. Uh, Shintaro Fujinami has struggled a lot, but even, you know, he was able to give you some solid, uh, solid innings. Ramon Arias hasn't had a solid year, but there have been times where he's had some solid games at the plate. Jorge Mateo got off to such a hot start then cooled, and then he kind of lost out of favor um, in the everyday lineup. And you're seeing him, you know, come up with big plays. And, you know, you can't wait to see what he might look like, um, you know, maybe as a pinch runner in the postseason or how he might favor in the postseason. And, you know, a guy like Brandon Hyde that I was really, really down on, um, I guess I shouldn't say really, really down on, but I was, you know, I was, uh, I had some questions. I think a lot of people did, you know, when you're struggling. And uh, I thought, you know, I mean, this is kind of the maybe the year where we're gonna find out if the Orioles need to keep Brandon Hyde, if he's gonna be, you know, ready to stay on as the uh, as the uh, the long term manager, as the O's gear up for uh, for you know some successful years as they make pushes, and you know, I think by now we it's a resounding yes. He's done a great job. Um, but you know, obviously the job's not finished, but very, very excited to see this. And I think for everyone in with the Orioles, I mean, look, I was, you know, at Camden Yards the past two seasons and it, I would go to games and sit, you know, last year I sat, uh, went to the game where they played the Texas Rangers and sat literally right next to the Rangers dugout because tickets were that cheap, sat behind home plate. Um, in the lower bowl because tickets were that cheap. You know, you could you know, going to Camden Yards was a really cheap ticket. Now it's not. Uh and there's so many things, you know, I think that you know people are really getting excited about uh at the ballpark. Um you're seeing fans pouring every single night and you know they they know that the O's are never out of it. Um it's just it's awesome to see. I mean it really is. It's a it's a really, really great you know first I mean you also have to think that it's just one year you know what I mean like it's just one season where you know the cream rose to the top these young players um came up and just did a whale of a job obviously I mean so many guys they brought up ended up you know doing a uh doing a heck of a job um you know with the uh uh with their first year but thankfully you know um you know, like I said, first year, thankfully, it's not like you got guys at the end of their contracts. We don't have to be too, uh, you know, anxious about, you know, who are they going to keep? Who are they going to keep? I know that, you know, Angelo has, uh, gone out there and made some pretty stupid comments about that. Um, which I think was just insanely ridiculous. And, and I I think if if he ends up doing what he spoke about where they don't um if John Angelos goes out and does what you know he he spoke about there with you know not keeping certain guys I think he's going to have a mutiny on his hands with the um Orioles fan base. I know I'll be on here blasting him because this is just a a great team. This is you know th- this is your this is your core. These are your core guys. I mean, they're all pretty much young. There's not a single guy you can point out and say, oh, well, you know, I mean, I don't know about him staying on, you know, long term. I mean, the only guy you can really say that about is Anthony Santander. And that's it. Everyone else is pretty darn young. Um, it's just a question whether or not they'll be able to keep them. And then you think about, well, if, you know, they move on from one guy or another, depending upon who it is, you got Jackson Holliday waiting in the in the uh, in the wings, ready ready to come out. So, really cool, really neat, um, really really neat uh, to see the Orioles hundred wins, hundred wins, and um, and you know they're they're AL East champions. I mean, you know the Yankees were supposed to be solid this year. I thought they would win the AL East. They went nowhere. The Toronto Blue Jays, you know, couldn't hang in for as long as they could. I was really surprised as as, as to how well the O's did. I thought they would, you know, be in the wild card hunt for sure. Um, I'm, you know, very surprised how good, uh, you know, the Tampa Bay Rays did. I'm surprised how the Boston Red Sox were able to be competitive there in the wild card um, round, even though they weren't too competitive in the AL East. But um, unbelievable, you know, really, really unbelievable what this team has accomplished and uh so that's gonna do it for me I'm not on here to recap you know anything and anything coming up I mean I'll be back on Sunday but I'm not gonna be recapping the series per se maybe go over some things that I saw you know how they'll you know we'll be previewing how I think they're gonna set up the um the the rotation and how they'll have the bullpen look and uh from that point on you know we'll um You know, we'll evaluate all that uh, then. So thanks, everyone, for tuning in. And as always, I'll talk to you next time.